this episode, you've got a scientific story for us. Yes, I know. I do like the scientific story. He never really, in his early days, had a a particular interest in mathematics. It was just total exploration. And to, to Hart, this was, this was so exciting. And he comes along and absolutely nails it. Ridding yourself of an assumption to get an insight. It, it almost needs, you need to be a mathematician to understand. Uh, <laughs> Mark, you wouldn't understand. I didn't. I, I, I tried to have a bit of an understanding, but no. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And right, you're going to hook straight into it this week? Uh, as we normally do. I think we should get right yeah, into it. Yeah, no housekeeping. Straight into it. It's your hook, and you've got a scientific story for us. Yes, I know. I do like a scientific story. I reckon this would be great for uh, anyone who has an audience that, you know, an engineers or scientists or, you know, mathematically oriented uh, folk uh, in your organisation. I think they'd appreciate this story. Um, I guess one of the things I learned from this was that, you know, you know the great insights, you know, often come from, you know, breaking free from an assumption, you know, you got this core assumption that you, everyone believes in. Um, you know, if you can break that assumption, you know, it can have this massive impact. Well, this year, a mathematician called June Ha, June as in the month of June, Ha, well, he spelt H-U-H, but kind of sounds like H-A exclamation mark, right? I think he's an ha. American, he's an American Korean Um Born in Stanford, went to uh, Korea when he was, I think, two or three. Um, grew up in Korea, uh, went to university there. And uh, interestingly, you know, he, he never really in his early days had a, a particular interest in mathematics. And, um, you know, he was more interested in poetry in, in high school. He actually dropped out of high school for a bit, you know, just so he could be a poet. Uh, but that didn't work out. So he went to university and he fuffed about trying to work out what he wanted to do and it took him six years to do his undergraduate. And he eventually signed up for a course that kind of changed his life. And the course was uh, another mathematician, uh, a Japanese mathematician called uh, Hisuki Hironaka, who'd won the, the Fields Medal back in 1970. He was, you know, super charismatic, sort of quirky guy. And he was teaching a course on algebraic geometry, which um, Hart sort of uh, signed up for. And when they started that course, there was 200 students. And within three weeks, it had whittled down to five students, right? And partly is because he didn't do it in the standard way. What he did was he just taught what he was working on himself personally, you know, as a, a fields medal level mathematician, you can imagine just how complex that would have been, but he was working on problems that he didn't even know he was, you know, grappling with the right thing or having the right answer. It was just total exploration. And to, to heart, this was, this was so exciting, right? This idea that you could take sort of that creative approach to problem solving was just, just blew him away. So he became a disciple, really, of uh, of that particular professor, um, Hironaka, and uh, 
um, worked with him. Eventually, he did his master's with Hiranaka and then eventually PhD. By about 2009, he was working on his PhD in the US. And interestingly, within a very short period of time, he solves one of the great conjectures that hadn't been solved for 40 years, right? It was unproven for 40 years. And he comes along and absolutely nails it. Um, and then building on that, and, you know, with all this work that he's doing, he does a lot of work on uh, sort of uh, geographic and, and uh, sort of spatial elements and polynomials and pulling all this together. He solves another conjecture called the Rotor's conjecture. So now he's, he's on this roll, right? And uh, he starts working with some colleagues and together they do this amazing work. And then, you know, this year in, in 2022, he's, he's 39 now. Um, he wins the Fields Medal. Now, the Fields Medal is like the Nobel Prize of mathematician of, of mathematics, right? It um, is awarded every few years, and you know, like if you win the, win the Fields Medal, you know you, you can do anything you want in the field of mathematics. Um, but what I loved is that as he was talking in a in a magazine article I was reading uh, about that insight of the breakthrough, the big breakthrough occurred when. He, it hit upon him that you don't need to think about space, you know, three-dimensional space or even n-dimensional space when doing geometry. So he his big assumption, of course, everyone's assumption, is geometry is about space. And he just flipped that on its head and said, actually, no, it doesn't have to be about space all the time. And as a result of that, he created new techniques, he created a whole new approaches and solved one of the one of the other big conjectures that was uh, sitting out there unsolved and unproven for such such a long time, um, and that got him the Fields Medal. So I think it's a great example for me as just of you know as an extreme example I suppose of of ridding yourself and of assumption to get an insight. And I think this is something we can do in our organisations. What assumptions are we living under? You know that are constraining what we see, what we're noticing. And how do we identify those assumptions and how do you, you know, sort of pull them away so you can see things from a different perspective? I think that's what June Ha really has shown is, is so powerful. Ah, fabulous. Fabulous. And so uh, what did he win the Fields Medal for? Well, if... It, it almost needs you need to be a mathematician to understand. <laughs> Mark, you wouldn't understand. I didn't. I, I I tried to have a bit of an understanding, but no. It's it's it, it, just imagine. You know, he's he's using you know a whole new way of thinking about. Um, see, I can't even say it. It's it's to do with language. I doesn't mean anything to me, quite frankly. Um, yeah, and, and frankly, you don't need it. That's that was just kind of <laughs> an interest. It's good to be you interested know, in these things. Yeah. yeah, but and I always think that's it's it's important to understand the questions that people have of oh, you when you tell a story because it gives you yeah. in, gives you insight into um, the the things that you might need to add in to make yeah. that story even better. I I read this uh, story in the Quantum magazine um, and. All the well, sort of the mathem mathematics of there was explained. So we'll put that link in the URL or in the notes for this uh, podcast, and people can go and have a read if they if they're interested. 
Um, I can, I'm sure. yeah, I, I'm, I, I won't be. You won't be going there. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, it's just, there. it's there, right? It's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you yeah, reckon? I, what did I you, what you, did you right. like? Well, I think there was good of you at the start to say this is, uh, this story will appeal to this group of people. You know, very, very technical people um, uh, who have uh, kind of a scientific bent, a scientific mathematical uh, Interest, uh, yeah. focus. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, most definitely. Because I can imagine if you told this to a group of, uh, I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know, bankers or something like that, uh, frontline workers, they'd just be looking at you like you're on, on another planet. They haven't, they would, it's you're mm. just at cross purposes, aren't you? You sort of have to oh, be yeah. Yeah. telling this story to a certain group of people, I think. Well, that's right. And, and, you know, for example, uh, for many of our audience, you would need to under explain what a conjecture is yeah right exactly but if you're into maths and stuff like that people oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah exactly one of the things that i liked about it that that sticks in my mind is the uh, the japanese mathematician uh when he was uh, at university who started with 200 students and within two weeks it was down to five yeah that, i thought that's that's a, that's a really good part of it. and i can just like i've got this picture of this you know kind of Kind of eccentric, uh, right? Right, Japanese you know, with, mathematician with his, with you know with his you know with the the, the leather uh, uh, elbow pads on his jacket and you know a piece of chalk in his hand you know and 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 five students watching him doodle on on enormous uh, uh, blackboards with pieces of chalk. That's and, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great image. Actually, I should have said something like that. Yeah, I can imagine that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think the, and that. That part of it also for me is uh, kind of explains Haas, you know, that's where he got his bit of passion. And now, now you said that, but yeah. uh, for me, that opens up another potential use of the story. Yes. Which is, yeah. you know. You know, in, in my telling of that story, I had to try to work out how to tell it because really there was only one line in the article that I really grabbed me and I was thinking, that's the point I want to make. And that where he actually says, you don't need space to do geometry, you know. It, and then he followed that on. I probably should have said this. He then said, that made me really fundamentally rethink what geometry is, right? And and so, you know, he has this massive insight. Now, because I can't really explain the mathem mathematics of it, I decided rather than going into that, I would tell the sort of story of his life leading up to that, you know, he wins, he works out, he gets through the university, he, you know, sort of all, all the various things that I mentioned, just so that I could say that, right? That's where I was aiming for, if you like, um, because I just wanted to make this point about assumptions and insights, right? Um, anyway, I just started to say that uh, in terms of people, our listeners and sort of thinking, so how do you come at a story when you can't explain one element? So, there's a totally different telling of this story, which is a telling that a mathematician could tell other mathematicians. Do you know what I mean? About how mm, he actually yep. tackled that problem. And um, But I, I, I don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. Cool. I think the other thing right. that... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to move on to business applications. Oh, okay, story, business but, applications, uh... yeah. You know, the, the one I have in my mind at the moment is, um, and this came about uh, 
with our Story Power Data program, uh, how analysts need um, an, a, a way to uh, notice things and and draw out insights from data, and you know, and and one of the um, I guess ways is to to change the assumption, right? And so this is a, a story to tell to make that point. So that's where all this began, is me thinking of, of right. different stories I needed to uh, build out our story powered data program. Um, so that's that's where it's come from. Cool. So and so, yeah, go. Yeah, but for me, uh, the uh, a way another application of that story is about the importance of finding a passion and how he tried many different things, dropped out from university, wasn't a very good mathematician, did poetry, da da, yep. and and then you know this eccentric maths professor. Yeah, yeah, um, and lit his mind on fire, and he was away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does show yeah, you how I, some I, some of those 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 teachers can be so important, right? You know, the, those well, charismatic. Well, another business work. application. Yeah, yep, yep. And and um, there's another um, potentially another thing, right? Because apparently he you said he wasn't that you know maths wasn't a strength at school. Well, it wasn't an interest at school, right? Okay. Yeah, he discovered it was a strength, but it wasn't an interest. Yeah. Yeah, there's something that uh, you know from here from you know if you're talking to people about you know their careers and yeah you know because it's 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 a hard thing right what am I going to do you know is this the right thing to do and it's like maybe maybe there's no right thing to do you just try stuff till you find your passion let me talk to you about this guy yeah who won the yeah. Fields Medal for math mathematics that's it it's like in our family at the moment uh, my nephew uh, Zach. Um, did an apprenticeship to become a carpenter, you know, and he's very skilled at that sort of stuff. But about, uh, you know, a year or so into it, he sort of went, well, I'm not too sure I want to do this. And now he's gone back to uni to be a filmmaker, right? Talk about, you know, totally different uh, sort of line of work. And, you know, as soon as I heard that, I sort of went, oh, that's fantastic. You know, he's, he's trying to work out, you know, what he really loves doing. And you and you know in your twenties that's what's what it's all about, right? It's about trying to all these different things. I know for me, I didn't really work out what I want to do and this storytelling stuff until I probably late thirties before I got into that, right? So, so yeah, I think this is a nice point about find. I'm I'm a bit worried about this idea of finding your passion. Though. I'm not too sure that's actually what you do. I think you try stuff, you end up finding you you're kind of good at it. People. Uh, recognize you for your good work and it eventually builds into a passion i think that's how it actually works as opposed to hey i'm just going to find my passion uh anyway that's a <laughs> another little uh, aside well, okay yeah. okay I'm, I'm i'm not buying that one just not so, buying that uh, one okay uh, yeah, I'm, well, that's that's, that's just an interesting opinion that you have but uh oh based um, on yeah you know, experience it's not just an opinion well yeah but last week's version last week's story was about the wright brothers and and about <laughs> how they were they were passionate about flight and that led to their success so you know, maybe yeah but we don't but a... we don't know whether the Wright brothers what how they got into it maybe you know they're, they're working with their bicycles and they're thinking this is pretty cool and you know, they, you know something happens that gets them to fly right, let's you know there's a lot of possibilities oh, you know 
Okay, okay. Let's not. Let's with extract ourselves from that rabbit hole. No, and, uh, love a rabbit hole. Love to go down rabbit. Um, all right. So let's give it a rating. So okay, go for it. Yep, it's my turn, and yep. uh, I'm going to give that a five. That story. Uh, it's a five, and it's just too complex for me. I'm never going to use it. It's cool. Um, um, I think uh, for me, uh, this is probably well. I'm going to be telling it quite a bit, so probably this is probably a strong eight, eight or nine for me. I'd say somewhere in the eight point five. Let's give it that. So, yeah, it's a it's a good little story for me. Fits with with my interests, I think as well. Yeah, and that's right. So in in the right you know in the right hands, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, the story uh, it has to be relevant, and for me, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work for you though. Of course, you know you love this stuff, and you you know when you're working in with data storytelling, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's probably all we need to uh, say. Anything else we need to share with our listeners before we head off, Mark? Except to say maybe that the Story Powered Data Program is is now on our events page. I think you can go and sign up for it. So that's something you can check indeed. Out. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening in to Anecdotally Speaking. Yes, and tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally speaking, was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.